3: And now, The Score.
0: Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene.
2: Welcome to your week four Instant Reacts podcast. Stocking, you are beaming from ear to ear. I always am beaming from ear to ear. Matt Randazzo. Brian Stocking, Corey Cuffler, and Greg Armstrong.
3: Welcome back, my friend. How was football?
2: It was not good. this football, but the flag football. Flag football was good. <laughs> we missed you. Casey grabbed the W. They grabbed the Nice Team Team Seven. I think they're called the Eagles. They grabbed the W. <laughs> you don't know
3: their <laughs> team name?
2: <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's, it's always like coach. it's team one through 14. That's all they are. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, so. um, did you shoot any highlights?
2: <laughs> no? No. Nope. Unbelievable. You get those highlights.
0: Um, wow, that was a fun week for the high school football season. We went in um, kind of targeting a, a few different games, some top five showdowns on the Iowa side of the river, some other games, but I think it was other games and some upsets that kind of stole the show and kind of made the headlines on this night. And we're sitting in here, and, and you can raise your hand, and I'm an Alleman alum. Raise your hand if you thought that the Alleman Pioneers would end Moline's um, 11-game conference winning streak. Mike Forsey had never lost in the Western Big Six. Alleman beats Moline 31-28, to and nobody saw that coming. No. No.
1: And no. they had come from behind at the end of the game to do it. They were down 28-24 on sort of a fluke call, according to what the... Uh, what was going on on twitter that there was like a fumble that Moline got or they didn't know if it was a a pass but somehow Moline got the lead allman showing resolve comes right down the field marches right down the field nate sheet scores with about two
2: minutes to go is allman healthy because last week we talked about they were pretty banged up in the sterling game
0: yeah they were healthy they got both quarterbacks back and they played both quarterbacks while i was there um uh, Zach, don't call me Tony Carpita. And I, I say that because <laughs> I literally called him his dad's name. <coughs> Excuse me, the old pretzel window. Somebody, up. somebody get the cough button here. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I mean, I know you're Pioneers, won, but it's nothing to cry about. Well, it's <laughs> an, <laughs> an emotional night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Carpita played some. Um, the Ponder Kid, Al Ponder, played some. Um, Nate Sheets did a great job on the ground. And, and I wasn't there at the beginning, but I, I show up and it was – it was 7-7 when I got there, and, and and somebody came over and told me that it was 7-0 Moline, and the Moline student section started chanting, this one's over. So the Altman sideline <laughs> was pretty fired oh, up. They took a 14-7 lead. They led 17-7 at the half. Moline, as you kind of expected they would, came back in the third quarter, cut it to three. But but the surprising thing that I saw was, now, Bubakar <clears throat> Carberry was out, um, and... It took nine minutes for Moline to go down the field to get that touchdown to cut it to three. So it wasn't the high-powered explosive offense that I think some people are used to seeing from, from Moline. It was methodic. They picked up a couple fourth downs, uh, a couple third downs. So they went down the field and scored. They had a lightning delay. And and as you, you, know, you mentioned, Stackpile, they were – when I saw it was 28-24 when we were doing the score – Fourth quarter, figure, I kind of figured figure Molin dodged gonna, the yeah, bullet, and then I got a couple text messages towards the end of the night, and you came out and told us Allman goes and picks up that victory. And I think the thing about Allman is they were getting better throughout the season. Last week was rough without both quarterbacks, but they didn't get humiliated at, at, at Sterling. They hung around a little bit. Nate Sheets played well. They didn't have two quarterbacks. They do a great job on homecoming, and they're one and three on the season. But that one may make their season. That's
1: a huge victory was, for the Allman Pioneers. Sterling, was Sterling in the whole game because I think there was times where he was at, in it. I think they were bringing a, They brought a second quarterback because there were sometimes he was running the ball
3: as, as yeah, a running back. That's They're what I'm saying. I, I, so I, don't, I, don't don't sure I don't know what was, was happening. At, Gosh, when
0: I was there, it was just the name was that quarterback, and they had um, the Jahim Mitchell kid Jaheim that, Mitchell, that was, yeah. was
3: in, and then um, Dreyfus was in as King well. Dreyfus, so. yeah. This is, I mean, this is a great win for Allman. Absolutely, a great win for Allman. I'm wondering what Moline's thinking at this point. I, it, I I have to say, I did say Moline would win the Big Six this year, but they would not go undefeated. So you're kind of right. I, I said and that. And you can still be right. They can because still win the Big Six. They have a chance to do that. Obviously, there's a few more games down the road, obviously. But this, is, this one's shocking to me. It, and, and like you said, I know Barry was out. But you've got so many other playmakers on that team. They were bigger. They didn't have guys playing both sides of the ball. So... Kudos to all, man! What wow. a great game. The thing what a great I'm win. most
0: surprised about is the Moline defense giving up 31 points. That's yeah. a good defense to play. Think about this. Allman scored more points against Moline than Rock Island scored against Moline. Which I would have never thought would have happened. No. So they obviously.
3: Assumption shut all of them out in the, in the first week of the season, 42 to nothing.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and what it does, too, is it, it, it opens up the Western Big Six for a lot of teams. Now, Sterling obviously uh, looks good. They're 2 0 in the season. They're playing really well. They have big games coming up against Rock Island. They have to play still. They have to play Moline still. So those games become bigger. And it gives Rock Island, who's now 1 1 in the season. And even Alleman, who's 1-1 in the season with a lot still ahead of them. They lost to Sterling, but some winnable games coming up if they're going to play this type of football. It kind of changes the way the Western Big Six kind of goes down right now.
2: Quincy would have a lot of work to do, but they're also 2-0 and now in the Western Big Six. Yeah. So it's interesting to look at kind of what we thought three or four weeks ago to now looking at it like, all right, there's... Some opportunities for a lot of teams, and even a team like UT, who is going to play Moline
1: next week, they get them at Soul Bowl. I'm not going to say I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but for your UT, you're probably thinking, hey, if Alma did it, why can't we do it? Yeah,
0: um, some other games in the Western Big Six. Hats off to Sterling; they get a victory uh, against that rival Geneseo, and they do it in a workman-like type way. And I think everyone was so used to Sterling last year putting up. 40, 50 points, and and rolling teams are still a really good offense. They're a really good defense, and it's just work, workmanlike going out there, beating teams by 20, 30 points. It might not be as flashy as an explosive, but it might be just as effective.
2: The interesting, the thing to note about that game is, not interesting, but the thing to note, Cooper Willman went out early in this one, and so he didn't come back. Whether it was concussion, um, I don't think it was some kind of like knee or ankle or something like right. you know like that. But it, he didn't come back in the game, so that certainly affects that offense because we've talked about how much of a difference maker he can be. It's you know obviously concerning. You look right away like how long is he going to be out? Is he going to be out more than one week? So that was something I think definitely had an effect on this game tonight. Can
0: somebody text Schlemmer? Come on, let's go.
2: And then you look, <laughs> find this stuff you out. Look, Noah Aponte. Yeah, he
1: would love to hear from us. Yeah, exactly, at exactly. Yeah. Noah Aponte today, tonight had two rushing touchdowns and a pick six, which sort of uh, cemented the game for for Sterling.
3: And just Sean Howard had a touchdown yeah. as well.
2: Needless to say, they Aponte need- becomes the X factor now. Yeah. If Wilman's going to miss some time, how do you make sure you get the ball in his hands? You know, more often than not, because he's proven that he's the the next guy to step up. As Plus,
1: how do you com- how do you protect Cooper Willman if it's like a concussion? Say well, he, he stays con- out, and then but he, let's say he passes the concussion protocol and he comes back next week. I mean, you know, there's a there's
3: c- no way to protect from that no matter yeah. what. I mean, just because of the style of, of quarterback that he is, he's he's a run guy and he'll he'll initiate the contact more than anything else. What I'm curious to see though, because John Schlemmer talked about it at the beginning of the year, he's like. Our line is where our strength is. The skill guys have come along so far, but if that li- nothing's happened in that line, I don't see a lot of things changing right now at Sterling. I know Willman is a big part of it, but I don't see a lot of things changing.
0: And we don't want to sit here and speculate that he's going to be out for a long time if right. he's going to be back next week. We, we literally
1: have no idea. We're just a bunch of dudes eating pretzels and talking <laughs> high school football <laughs> at midnight on a Friday night. Well, the other p- player that got uh, taken out tonight's game early was down in Quincy. Adante Kreider,
3: Kreider, Kreider yeah. uh, left knee, with I a believe.
1: knee injury, but according, the last I saw out of Jim uh, City is that he will be okay and probably will be back next week.
0: Take me through this. What was the final score of that game?
1: 32-26. It was 32 nothing. in the third quarter to Quincy. And wow. Galesburg, Galesburg big came comeback, all man. the way back. Well, and, and, and why I
0: say it. that, and I felt bad calling the highlights because Quincy sent us the highlights, and thank you to Chris Dewar because he's, he's, he's awesome. And the the file said, like, uh, Quincy High um, blows out UT. So I'm like, okay, so I kind of knew that in the back of my Galesburg, head. Galesburg. Galesburg. Galesburg, I'm sorry. So I kind of had that in the back of my head. And then all of a sudden the score popped right, up. And was I was a like, six point game. wow, maybe I just look like an idiot, which I do a lot on television. <laughs> but um. so yeah, hats off to Galesburg. They play really well. And, and that kind of happened probably when, when Kreider was out. How good is
1: Quincy? Do we know this? Se- I mean, I think so I what can, they've got a diverse offense. Lucas Reese is their quarterback. He threw four touchdowns. He's got 12 on the season. They what, got speed too. Who do they play next week? Uh, Quincy is at Sterling. Okay, so now we'll find out,
0: and maybe they get Sterling in a good time. You have no idea, but I mean, now we find out how good Quincy is because Sterling's ranked number two in the state. They're a really good football team. Being ranked number two in the state in 6A, that's I mean, that's legit.
2: Like you are good if you're doing that. In fact, are they five Five A? A? I'm sorry, in five A, A? you're legit good. I mean, that's that's impressive. Galesburg is gonna pull off one of these wins at some point this year. They played Dunlap close. They played Geneseo fairly close at home. Right. And now tonight they had a huge comeback that fell a little bit short. Galesburg's going to pull off one of these wins.
0: Is that that the cool thing about the Western Big Six? Because you know, I mean, the headliners are Sterling and Moline and and Rock Island, but... Those other teams, Geneseo can get you on any – they're 3-1 in the season. They're a good right. football team. Alleman just proved that they can beat anybody on any given night. UT's done a good job this year showing improvement and getting better. And then you just mentioned Galesburg, and we haven't even talked about – I mean, it, it's really ironic that you don't know what's going to happen. And you look at a game that you went to, Corey, Rock Island wins. When did it end up being in the final?
1: 42-20 uh, because they scored two touchdowns late. Wow. It was 28-20 with about yeah. four to go.
0: So when you look at that um, – and I know Rock Island wasn't playing with the full roster. I think there were some kids out. I know that MJ Stern was the was MJ the, Stern was was, was the, the quarterback. quarterback so yeah. I, I believe there were some some kids sitting out for various reasons. but um, you look at that, they get the job done. but United Township's showing that they continue to improve
3: and continue to get better as the weeks go on. UT moved the ball well in that game against Rock Island. Uh, the first first play of the game, if you will, was a, a kickoff returned all the way to the one for Rock Island. Four plays later, they they punch it in. They're up seven nothing. Um, but UT marched right down the field, ended up giving the ball up. I think it was on a, a turnover or something. They gave it up, and then uh, eventually, Rock Island kind of took over. But UT ran the ball really well. They they had some counter plays. They ran. They had some a fullback and I can't think or running back. I can't think of his name. Uh, just uh Kane something. Uh Kane,
1: yeah, he he had a big game uh, a couple weeks ago.
3: Anyway, he he ran the ball well. He runs hard. He's a they're pretty good there. The problem is they need the Kane look, Smith. Kane Smith, there you go. They need to stop somebody. And that was the problem tonight is they they couldn't stop Rock Island and when Davian Wilson got in the open, he was How yeah, good And a good win for them. I mean, homecoming, you want to win. I mean, it's a good win for them to so, to stay in the race. Right real there. quick as
0: we go around the table, who, now we're four weeks into the season, two weeks into the Western Big Six. Who wins the Western Big Six, Greg?
2: Gut reaction, I'm going
0: Sterling. You're going to make a lot of people mad because there's seven teams we're not picking, so we're going to hear uh, Cuff.
1: I'm saying I'm going to go Sterling as well. I said Sterling at the beginning of the year. I'm not changing it.
0: Yeah, I think Sterling's definitely in the driver's seat, but man, it's just been a crazy night, and with United Township hanging with Rock Island for as long as they did, and Alleman knocking off Moline, um, just it shows the strength of the
3: conference from top to bottom, I believe. I, I will say this. I picked Sterling there, but I will say the winner of the Big Six will have one loss. So Sterling will end up losing a game is what I'm going to say. So If uh, they lose a game, doesn't that mean there's a tie for the Western Big
0: Six? They, uh, no. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. I mean, possibly. I'm trying to think. Moline's it, played Rock Island, so they still have Geneseo and they have Sterling. And they have Sterling, but if they lose to Sterling, that's their loss. That's their loss. Or that they beat Sterling, that's their win. Right.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's It's going to be interesting. And we knew
0: that would happen when you
3: add programs
0: like you added with Geneseo and Sterling to what was already a really fun conference. You knew this was going to be fun. Let me just say,
3: there was a lot of naysayers out there when Geneseo and Sterling entered. Like, those two schools can't compete with Western Big Six schools. They're competing, and they're going to do just fine. And they're going
0: to do it in every sport because yes, Geneseos leading the, the, the conference in volleyball. In volleyball. They're volleyball. really good. Their girls' basketball team is going to be really good. Their soccer program, is there. besides Quincy, is their soccer boys' program?
3: Sterling's down a little bit. Geneseo's kind of hit Geneseo's or miss. Is, Geneseo's yeah. decent. Uh, softball is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Baseball oh, yeah. is going to be fantastic. For both schools. It's so, going to yeah.
1: be great. Yeah. Also, let's give a little, uh, some kudos to Nick Welch and the UT Panthers. In that first half, they ran for 142 yards and held Rocky to 12. And after that opening kickoff of 89 yards to the 1, Rocky had first and goal at the 1, and they scored on fourth and goal from the 3. They did. That's a, that's a goal-line stand, even though they didn't finish it. That's not a goal-line stand. They still made they a scored. very strong stand, and they also outran the Rocky by 130 them. yards in that first half. But you know what? They still lost. Yep. Well, that's true. But, the, <laughs> but for UT... You know, they didn't get blown out. You're they not here? They didn't get humiliated. You can
3: ask Nick Welch. He's not in it
1: for a moral victory. No, but they, they can be happy when looking at the tape a little bit. What's the schedule next week? Do you got it in front of you? Uh, yeah, Moline at UT, almond at Geneseo, Quincy at Sterling, Rocky at Galesburg. That could be a trap game for Rocky.
0: Where is it? Rocky at who? It's, it's at, at Galesburg. At
1: Galesburg. And then so the week Genester after, Geneseo has, has Allman. What's, What's Alleman? Moline? Moline,
0: Quint, Moline.
1: At, UT. at UT. At UT. And for Rocky, the week after is Sterling, so they could be... Nah, that, they're, they're not going to Galesburg ahead. could be a trap. Coach Hammer will have them right Why is play. it a trap? It's not a trap. It's not a trap. They could be looking ahead to Sterling.
2: <sighs> okay. So what we... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is great. Galesburg and... Who? Galesburg is at home against Rocky. That's a big one. And then the other one, Geneseo, Geneseo Alleman, and I know Alleman.
0: Homer, but that, that's the, a game that those, those two, two programs have been waiting to play for so those long. Those two
2: games are both going to be homecoming. played Played was, was a playoff game. Yeah,
0: homecoming and Geneseo, and alman has got a ton of momentum. I mean, that's going to be those a fun Those two games, game.
2: those are the games of the big six next week. Yeah. Those are awesome. It's going
0: to be a lot of fun. Quincy
2: oh. Sterling
1: not? is not the game of the week? Nah, that's good. You're gone. right. No,
2: no, you're right. I mean, I guess looking at you're it. you right. You're right. You're right. Jim Taylor Look, I, I missed that one so yeah <laughs> stocking you talk too fast I can't keep up well I got it now gotta, oh, let's move catch on. on the train
0: um, we'll, we'll talk about the top five showdowns in the on the Iowa side of the river and 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 the, both of them lived up to the hype both of our local teams lost. Um United or geez, United Township. You got me on the Western Big Six. Um, Western Dubuque knocks off North Scott twenty-one to three in a game that was closer than twenty-one to three. I think it was seven, seven three, going three in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. So two late touchdowns make that the bigger margin than what it is. So North Scott's playing well, especially defensively, offensively. Um They, uh, offensively, they need to get things going, especially earlier on. And then the other game at Tuval Stadium, Bettendorf kind of controlled that game for three quarters. Not controlled, but they led the game for three quarters, Um, led 24-21 at one point, fell down 35-24, got a touchdown late, but couldn't quite get back over the hump. They fall 35-32 to a really good Cedar Falls team. So I think both local teams obviously wanted victories in Bettendorf and North Scott, but both of them build on something. I don't think it was a, a complete wash or anything disappointing for either school.
1: Yeah, North Scout was uh, down 7-3 in the third, gave up a third-quarter touchdown, and gave up one in the fourth, May up 21-3. Um, for Bettendorf, Harrison Bay Bowie had four rushing touchdowns, so he's, I think, up to 14 on the season? I think that's right, yeah, 14. And he's the second-leading rusher in Class 4A. What killed Bettendorf tonight was at the end of the game, they had third—Cedar They had uh, Cedar Falls had third and nine. Bettendorf had expended all their timeouts, hold them, get off the field— Get one last chance, and Kale Loshus, I think, is the quarterback at Cedar Falls, bootlegged and got the first down, and that was that was the ball that game. That was a ball game. A, a better game though, out of Bettendorf than what happened last year when they go
3: up to Cedar Falls.
0: Yeah, and they were close in that game too. They were, ca- were kind of carbon copies where they gave gave, gave games away, but lost leads and, and ended up losing at the end. And I don't think it was a. I mean, that last year proved to be a really good season, and they were uh, an over a triple overtime loss away from playing Cedar Falls again in the state championship game, Or would they played Cedar Falls? No, they played Dowling. Dowling. But no, he's saying if um, they would have. Yeah, if they would have, they would have yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, you could see these two teams back at the Dome in Possibly. some way, shape, or form for yeah. sure.
3: And just let me be Aaron Wiley here for a second. It doesn't matter because they're focused on getting through district play and getting to the playoffs. This game doesn't mean a whole lot. Probably not. It kind of shows where they're at, what they need to work on. But in the scheme of things, as they go into district play next week, doesn't really mean a whole lot.
2: But if you're a Bettendorf fan, or I mean, even if you're the coaching staff or the players maybe like year in and year out, they're, they're falling short to some of the big dogs. True. And that's got to be tough. Every year, Bettendorf is right there. They are one of the best teams in the state, but when they go up against these big names, they're falling short.
0: One thing I'll say is that now Bettendorf doesn't, I mean, until playoffs, Bettendorf kind of puts on cruise control. I'm sorry I don't see anybody in that district that's no. going to to hand them their first ever district loss. They've never lost a district game. I know, Stockpile, they play Kennedy or Jefferson or another president. And, um, from <laughs> well, they play Washington <laughs> next week. Washington, Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, whoever. One of them is good,
1: though, right? Kennedy is uh, probably the best of the t- – Let's see Rapid. We're schools. not getting political here. Yeah, but <laughs> with that
0: but, but I mean none, nobody's nobody's going to beat Bettendorf until uh, I don't know when, but but district play is not going to happen. So right. Bettendorf kind of goes into yep. the fine tune things get better and then see what they can do when they get back into these big games and I'm not going to be surprised if they're back in the They UDM better fine-tune
1: holding on to the ball. They had another early turnover that cost them points, which was the same thing that uh plagued them against Hempstead early on. Is these first half turnovers, and I think that's got to drive Aaron Wiley up the wall, having turnovers early in the game when you should have your best plays dialed up, you know, scripted or whatever you call it. Well, turning the ball they over early they is, is not. When, when Aaron Wiley gets driven up the wall, what kind of car is he in? Uh, <laughs> he probably takes Dazzo's car, but... Oh, okay. That's exactly what it is. Um, but with that, um, I, and you mentioned
0: having their best plays dialed up. Well, none none of the plays are going to... Resu- they want to result in a turnover. I mean, no, not no, obviously, but, but you, you can have your worst... But you can have your worst plays drawn up, and you
1: don't want them still to right. result in oh. a t- But you usually script your first... 15 plays, and, and they those did. are usually your best sure plays. Did.
3: Well, it's, sometimes things happen. They're, they are high school kids. They're
1: 15, 18-year-old kids. This it is the second week in a row. Hey. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Um, so, Bettendorf's Washington next week?
1: Yes. Now, uh, where's
0: North Scott go? Because they go into district play now. North Scott,
1: North Scott yeah. is in dist- is in Class 3A, District 5, and they are hosting Central DeWitt.
0: Um Another team is Assumption. They go on the road and take on number four.
1: Let's talk about North Scott, though. We really didn't talk about the Lancers. Central DeWitt, though, almost beat Comanche tonight. They went to overtime. One game at a time.
0: I'm so confused where we're going. Norris Scott, good North point. Scott, yeah. um, and, and the offense has been a struggle, I think, for them. And it's not, a, I mean, they're not a bad offense. Outside by any of stretch But they scored 35. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where the slow starts is what's really... Sure. And Western Dubuque's a really good football team. And we found out Pleasant Valley's a really good football team, too. And we'll talk right. about the Thursday night game, too. But while there's... Uh, I, I, Celia talked to um, Coach Tippett after the game, and he's really excited about the defense and the way they're trending. The offense needs to get better, and they need to get better, and, and I think they will during district play. And I think, boy, everyone talks about Assumption and North Scott, and now they're in 3A, and the opportunities in 3A, the best teams in 3A. Are just as good as the best teams in four oh, in the absolutely. state. Xavier, Western Dubuque, Solon, all these teams. Nor the, Scott, and North Scott, sun, yeah, and, and all of them. will all of them are really good football teams. I think they're in that group. North Scott is now. They have. Five weeks to figure out how to get better, how to get that offense turned around, how to get them playing a little bit better. And I guarantee you that Coach Tippett will do that. That coaching staff and what they
3: do at North Scott, they get better throughout the season. You watch that offense get better and better. I believe Celia had mentioned that this is the second straight week, that, that and, and you said that they haven't scored in the opening half, yeah. which the, you, you can't do that if you want to be a team that makes it to the Dome. Now, that being said, they lost to Western Dubuque last year in the playoffs. Maybe that's in their heads. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a good thing because last year they beat them in the regular season and then lost them in the playoffs. So maybe that's something that kind of fires them up and gets them ready to play. So is this a, is this a bad loss? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's the number one team in the state. The number one team is supposed to beat everybody, right? Yeah. So. Take your lumps, learn from it, get better, which they will, and move into district play. Don't dwell on the 21 3.
0: This was no, a much closer all. game than 21 3. They're a good football team. They they lost on the road to a really good football team. They'll get better, and things will be fine for North Scott. We yeah. mentioned Assumption real fast, too. Start, go ahead, Stockman. Yes, yeah,
1: Solon trailed Assumption for most of that game. It was 13 3 at half, it was 13 10 deep into the fourth quarter, and then Solon got a touchdown, and Assumption could not uh, make up the difference. But from what it seemed, I mean, Solon could not budge the Assumption defense.
0: And that defense was opportunistic last week. They played Xavier, only gave up 17 points to Xavier. So Assumption's defense is, is really good. When they played these upper and elite teams, these top five teams, number two Xavier, number four Solon, it's, quite, I mean, it's not going to be a shootout. And their offense played better this week than they did last week sure. for sure. Really close. And, and the thing about that for Assumption is, so now they go to district play. And now they sit there and they say, we're two and two on the season. But they are as battle-tested of a, of, a, of a team going into that district play as they're going to be. I can't. I, I think they're the favorites to win that district. I think they're a good football team. And then in five weeks when all things said and done and they go to the postseason, then they can get ready for some rematches maybe eventually down the road against maybe a Solon, maybe a Xavier, and, and maybe they'll be better off. And they hung with both these football teams. They played with and they belong on the same field as these two teams. Now they get to go back to the lab for a little bit, get things better, improve as a football team. And I think you could see some really fun Matchups later on the season with for Assumption. The one I'm looking forward to: Assumption North Scott. Week 9. Week
3: 9 of the season. Oh, they Are right? They're, they're in, in the, the same, same district. district.
0: Yeah. Boy, boy I, let me retract my who's the favorite in that. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's going to be a really good football game. So I didn't re- – yeah, it's that slipped my mind. So the co-favorite in the district. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Along <laughs> with number three ranked North Scott. But two really good football teams. And I think those are the class of the district. I think both of those teams will be in the playoffs. Uh, one will obviously win it, and one will be somebody that's good enough with
1: RPI and all that kind of stuff to get in. Right. In Central DeWitt tonight against Cam- Comanche, they lost forty to thirty-seven in overtime. But they forced six turnovers as of early in the fourth quarter. Uh, they forced six Indian turnovers and c- came back from being down uh, two touchdowns.
0: So they go to two and two on the yeah, season. Forty to thirty-seven. Comanche now three and one on the season. Let's stay in the metro for a second and kind of talk about Davenport
1: schools. Yeah, we could do that. Definitely.
2: Go ahead. Look, look at the smile the on his face.
1: Man, stock. Like a The proud. room
3: just lit up even more. Like man. a proud papa. <laughs>
0: you know what? First and foremost, Adam Height. he can coach me and my kids, or my, me, myself, my <laughs> kids, anything. He, he is a fiery dude. Great mic'd up from him. Great editing by me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that, yes. Yeah.
3: And, he, yes. He, and he
0: did a great job with our mic'd up. North kind of they absolutely roll winning forty-two to nothing. They're at 42 donut at the half. And then a great time having him as our score talk back. And if you haven't gotten enough Davenport North, the North Wildcats will be on score Sunday with us as well, kind of celebrating a three-and-one start to the season. So it's been an impressive start for them. How about beat they're the best team in Davenport right. and they outscore those teams 79 to nothing in two weeks. Really
2: impressive by Davenport North. If you haven't gotten enough from Davenport North, you're about to get a whole lot more from Brian Stock. He <laughs> yeah. just pulled out He's eight. got the numbers. He just pulled out just eight cards. He has yeah. like eight cards there. Um. There's like eight <laughs> note cards. He's ready to <laughs> rally them. <laughs> Man. Can you speak Fired like up. a micro
3: machine man and just rattle them off? <laughs>
2: <advocate? laughs> Let's see what we can. What, uh, what people
1: don't
3: realize is he's sitting
0: here in, in Davenport North boxers, <laughs> getting ready to get. <laughs> no, I am not sitting in my boxers. You're sitting in your almond boxers. You though. bet you're
1: you know. <laughs> no, anyway, <laughs> I, North is six and one of their last seven against West. This is the first time that North has swept the district since 2007. The this district is, being the Davenport School yes, District. City. Okay. Yes. Um, they. This is the most wins uh, consecutive against the city since they won six from 2001 to 2003. This is the most points they've ever scored on West. This is the fourth time they shut out the Falcons. This is the first time they've had back-to-back shutouts. This is the second week in a row that they've uh, amassed the largest margin of victory in school history. Last week it was 37 against Central. This week it was 42 against West, and that game was called with four minutes and 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Nobody else was scoring. And it equals the uh, points that Central scored. They scored against Central in 1997 when they beat them 42-13. to
3: Can we come back in the room now? Yes. (laughs) <laughs>
1: okay. All right, guys,
3: come on back in. Sit so down. Okay. Okay. Brian's okay. done talking. Yep. <laughs> no, good job. Take
0: a Good job. Good the, stats. The thing is, we give Stockpile a hard time because he loves his Wildcats and his Davenport Public Schools. But that was an absolutely impressive, dominating performance. Oh, absolutely. Hats off to Adam Height and what he's doing with that program. Obviously, didn't just start this year. Um, boy, I'm drawing a blank on the coach's name last year.
1: Help me out. Um, Cruzy. Kruse. Uh, Brandon. Krusey. Brandon
0: Krusey did a great job, kind of getting this thing rolling. I still think it kind of results from I, this whole turnaround. Guy Derricks did a lot for this program and kind of got this yep, ball moving yep, in the right yep. direction. And it's kind of continued to go and continue to go in that direction. That was a full um, house for North. That, that, that entire side was absolutely packed, full of fans. People are excited about football at Davenport North. It's great to see. 3-1.
1: Second straight year they go 3-1 in the yep. non-district? Second straight year uh, they go 3-1. and one. And who did in West tonight? West did. Jack West beat West. Beat West. Whoa, Four back. touchdowns in the first half, a rush, two, touch, uh, two passing touchdowns, and a pick six. And that score was 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter.
2: Woo. No one saw that coming. Wow. I don't want to go too deep in the weeds on it, but this is really exciting for the Davenport North program. Because you look back, I mean, I've been in the area since 05. And you look back at some of those years between 05 and like twenty ten. Even earlier than that. I know, before Yeah, I mean it was it was not pretty for no. several years.
1: There were a lot of no, not, there were a lot of bad nights where it was like fifty nothing, you know, at, at halftime and you're like going, Well, the drum line's performing and then it's time to go, you know. And even I mean,
2: even for a lot of those years, it, you know, it was always north, central, and west were playing each other for that first, second, or third win, and North was coming up short on a lot of those, too. Yeah. I mean, like, North was they not have, the team... They have se- they have several
1: 0-9 seasons, and even the year they, Mar- they had a kid named Marcus Simmons, who ran for 2,000 yards his senior year, they went 0-9 that year. Yeah, they he weren't to, even close he, in he any went, of them.
0: He went to Nebraska, really good football player, ended his career at Iowa. Um, so but anyway, with all that just, being said... It's,
2: it's huge. I mean, yeah. I just think two years in a row now, you've really established... They've really established themselves as... You know, as a, a quality football program. We,
0: and as good as Davenport North is doing, um, boy, the other two Davenport schools, Davenport West, they have two victories on the season, yep, they're but that's two a two. disappointing game in which they were, they, they were outmatched and outclassed in every facet of that football game, and then we'll go back to Thursday night. Um, Davenport Central starts the season with a victory over Muscatine, and we're thinking, wow, here things go, and then it turns around and it goes from that to three straight losses, and and they lose to Pleasant Valley, forty-three nothing. They lost forty-six-seven.
1: It was forty-six-seven. 40- it was forty-six-seven. Yeah. 40- 40- it was forty-three nothing. Turn I got to redo math in my when, head. I uh, called off the dog. But
0: in the last two weeks, they got outscored eighty-three to six. Is that right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Carry the two with the four yeah. and the
3: it's I new, th- It's new math. Yeah, I don't 80, know, but
0: eighty-three to seven. So it's a disappointing um, kind of season for both both of those schools. We'll see if they can bounce back. I got to talk about Pleasant Valley because. There's a there's a wise old guy here in this room named me, that uh, kind of that, that <laughs> I thought Pleasant, that was
3: your name that Pleasant
0: yeah. Valley I, I I I saw who Pleasant Valley was playing in the North Scotts Bettendorfs, and Cedar Rapids Prairie and you could see how good of a football team they still were especially defensively. We sat here at last week in this in this room and said, you know, they right now they're offensively challenged because they only won three game, or they only scored thirteen points in three games they weren't offensively challenged the other night because they rolled through um, Davenport Central and they put 43 points up really, really fast. Pleasant Valley will will be a factor in this district. I don't know if they win this district because North is playing really good football and Iowa City West is in the district as well, but Davenport North will be... or the, um, Pleasant, Pleasant Valley, Valley yeah. will be a factor in this district when all things said and done. Iowa right.
1: Iowa City West is 0 and 4. They lost to Senior tonight, 23-21. But again, it doesn't mean anything. You're going into district play. They lost to who? They lost to Dubuque Senior, 23-21. Really, Dubuque? They're 0 4.
0: Dubuque Senior beat North. Yes. Who's whose district are they
1: in? Who Dubuque Senior? Yeah. They're I think. No. Are, they're are not, they with? They're, I, know, I think they're Cedar one Rapids of the Cedar Rapids. Okay. Okay.
3: Um, Pleasant Valley was impressive. Yeah. I walked in uh, mid. Late first quarter, it was already twenty-two to nothing. Yeah. Um, that offense seemed to be clicking on all cylinders, which, like you said, they were eventually going to score. You knew they, they played were, really good defenses they, the first three weeks absolutely, of the season. Absolutely. Like elite defenses. They, but they did have they did have trouble moving the ball. They did have trouble scoring, whether it was the defenses, yeah. whether it was on their end, yeah. I don't I don't know. They figured it out, they got it done against Davenport Central. Um, pretty impressive too. Uh, they scored two touchdowns really quick in that second quarter for me, and then I was I was out. I laughed for you. I for love you. it. For, hey. for me, for your I, I talked to Rusty. He asked me no, <laughs> um,
1: hey. but they were impressive. Defense just as impressive. They in that game, whenever the, whatever they wanted to run, they 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 ran it to perfection. They threw the long ball, they caught it. They threw the ball over the middle, they would get first downs, virtually untouched. They would run the ball. The they were running the wing tee option, keep and just. They, I mean, they, Central didn't. There were times Central didn't even lay a hand on them.
0: Yeah, no, it was an impressive victory for Pleasant Valley. Um, Rusty Rusty Van Witzingel will have those guys ready to roll for district play coming up, um, starting next week. Um, let's look at some of the big picture things because we're, we said sitting down. We're gonna keep this thirty minutes, and we're at thirty-two minutes, so nice. we can't go through and break down every single game. We gotta
2: get to some small schools, but let's absolutely,
0: some small schools. will start on the Illinois side of the river. Um, wasn't the most impressive. You guys are wearing the same shirt. That I just, I just noticed cool. it. Yeah, that's yeah, cute. Um, we are twins. Um, the, I, maybe the is is Princeton's victory over Orion the most impressive thing you saw tonight? Forty-four nothing. Probably,
3: yeah. That's a big yeah. One. Hey,
0: Celia's here by the way. Hi, say hi, Celia. Hey, what's up? How was Western Dubuque? How was Epsworth? Epworth.
3: It's
2: really in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. <laughs> I saw a lot of corn. Yes, but, you're, usual, back.
0: You're, but you're back. You're back. You're back now and hanging out with yeah, exactly. All is good. Um, Princeton forty-four nothing. I didn't, I didn't see that coming.
3: No, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I know last year. Was the, I, I talked about that was when uh, Logan Lee had the seven sacks. They, they played really well, and they, and they won that game. Um, I did not see 44 nothing. I figured at least um, a, a good matchup, maybe a 10-point game one way or the other, but not 44 to nothing.
1: This was the first time an Orion team has been shut out since 2012 when they lost to Allman 47 nothing at home. The last time Orion went on the road and came home with, no, with a goose egg was in 2004 against Macomb.
2: Stocking the stuff you bust out is just
1: unreal. I had to do my I had to do some research uh, tonight before <laughs> before you know I didn't have that at the at the tip of the fingers. But
2: so that was in which notebook in which book bag?
1: It was in uh, it was in one of my folders and one of my blue ba- in my blue bag. To,
2: to people who don't know, we should clarify: you come in every Friday to WQAD. You have two book bags. No. Three book bags you know, and have, a briefcase. I have a I have
1: a hard briefcase, I have a carry bag that looks more like a briefcase. So that's kinda
2: like the travel on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the, you, that's kinda top. like your carry on. Yeah, okay. and then I have a
1: uh I have a state bag and a blue bag. So four total yes.
2: bags. And you also bring a full notebook with historic NFL scores, yeah. just in case we need that tonight. Yeah. Because, that stuff, because the NFL plays on Friday
3: nights.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, and that stuff's not available on Google, so no, th- thank God you bring that. Forget Google.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back to football. Um, Princeton, so hats off to them, a very impressive victory. Elsewhere in the Three Rivers, uh, congratulations. The wooden shoe goes to Morrison. They continue to win. They continue to play really good football. They're 4-0 and in the season. How good is Morrison in all this? You were there.
2: Very impressed with Morrison tonight. And here's what's really interesting. And I, of course, I don't have the roster, and I'd planned all night to bring it in. They have a wide receiver, tight end, number two. He's about six plus something. He's tall, and
0: so he's over six foot. He's over
2: <laughs> six foot. He's taller than Which me. Which is
0: gigantic to Celia.
2: <laughs> they have a really wow. good. They have a really good combination of some speed, but also some running backs that are you know, power backs that really can, you know, break through the line and get the yardage, the short yards you need. But the interesting thing is, like I said, they have this tall wide receiver. I'm terrible now that I don't have any of these names. But it's a lot like that Geneseo team with Drew Himmelman. Drew Himmelman, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Okay, I see that. if they can figure out a way to kind of get him utilized in the offense. And I think it's similar to what Geneseo had, where, like, they're not used to passing a whole lot. So they got to figure out how to do it and make it effective with him. They could be dangerous. They and, really impressed me tonight. They,
3: is it Ryan Helms? That's the uh...
2: Nate Helms. The Nate Helms is a quarterback. A quarterback. Yeah. Yep. So
1: just got Mor- to throw it up.
2: Morrison has only allowed
1: sixteen points all season, wow. and they dominated Fulton tonight. In the first half, Fulton only had nineteen yards of rushing.
2: Well, and. Fulton was a team that we were really high on to start the year. Yeah, Ethan yeah. Ryash so and all that. So I'm I'm very, like I said, I'm very impressed with Morrison and the way they are able to get the job done tonight. 24-0 shutout fashion. first. Uh, it's first it's four, a big win. First you, 4-0 start since 2009.
0: Are you guys ready for this? Newman won tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, 50, to, shocking, 50 yeah. to 7.
0: 50 to 7. Um, after some close calls and some close games, uh, Newman really flexes their muscle and, and, and plays really well. So so Newman's doing well. Rock Ridge and Riverdale was a great game. Hats off to your Rams. I'm yes, surprised. Yes, my
1: Riverdale Rams, I'm, 34-33. You went 50. to Riverdale? Yeah, graduated oh. of 1993. First win at Rock Ridge since 83. We scored 20 points in the third quarter, came back from 13 down. On a night that Rockridge was honoring their 1994 state champions, easy,
3: Dick Vitale, easy, easy.
2: Celia's mind is blown. Whoa. You are just tearing it up here with these stats.
0: Yeah, so um, unbelievable. Congr- congratulations, great win for Guy Derrick's.
2: That's yes. a big one. Can I just he- mention? I was at that
3: game. Awesome to see the '94 team mm-hmm. back on the field. That was that was kind of cool with Rick Amy and all the guys there. But also really cool to see Nick Bold. Absolutely, bully, I, bully, I, bully, I bully. Seeing Nick Bull at the game. So that's, that's your shout out, Nick. Did Did you see my yeah. buddy Pete? Uh, your buddy Pete was right next to Nick, yeah. And, and if
0: you guys are interested, nah, I'm
2: not even going to plug. The my boy, boy, oh, The old, the old. <laughs> no, um, thank you, no. thank you. You know, I always carry a heavy heart for the '94 Rockridge Rockets because they defeated my Ottawa Marquette Crusaders. They did, yeah. And I was, and I was. Is, is that 11 ha- years old? Is that, that a I
0: heavy, at, Is it a heavy heart or a disgust? Uh, just yeah, a, a, a just grudge. A, disappointing. Yeah. yeah, it's a grudge. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say it a was grudge, a heavy heart. It was not. a grudge.
2: Yeah, I was 11 years old. Went to a playoff game, bought my Skittles, bought my popcorn, had my God, Coca-Cola. Man, I was, I was crushed. This is sad. Riverdale
1: is 2-2 and two for the first time since 2011. And this is the most points they've scored <sighs> in a road game or any game since they put 35 on Sherrard at the end of 2017, I think Week 8.
0: And they've been close in the games they've lost. Didn't they lose Week 1 to yeah, Kiwani? Lost, it, was so it was real close. 16-3 was it, the Morrison game. Yeah, and they
1: lost uh, yeah. by 28-22 uh, to Kiwani. They could be 3-1. Yeah, um,
0: Kiwani wins again. Uh, Monmouth-Roseville continues to be that hard luck team this year. They're 1-4 in the season. They lose at home to Kiwani, so Kiwani 2-2 2 on the season. And, and two close wall- losses in there as well to Newman and to um, Orient as well. So
1: uh,
2: the three rivers, the more they play football, the more confused I get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stock, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we have any uh, Kavon Russell stats for tonight?
1: Uh, they did not send it,
2: hey, no. All right. Either way, he's a difference maker. I'm assuming he did something tonight. Probably. This Kiwani team impresses me because I I didn't know what to expect coming in, um, you know. And I, it was a Monmouth Roseville team that I was pretty high on after Week One, seeing them play a good Orient team down to the wire. And man, like you said, it's it's been hard luck for them. They're 0-4. But this Kiwani team that they might be one of the stories in the Three Rivers. That's a big win for them
0: in the Lincoln Trail. Anawan Weathersfield in the marquee game against Mercer County, flexing their muscles. They win twenty-eight to nothing. An impressive victory for Anawan Weathersfield. They're as good as as there is in that conference and and in this area and maybe in the state. Um, how about Ridgewood though? Ridgewood, the other four team in that conference. They they get the job done on the road at Stark County, thirty-five twenty. Bruce Redding and company is now. They're now four 0 in 4-0 the season for the
1: first time ever. And I want to go back to Anawan Weathersfield. Nope, you can't. We already moved on. Well, I'm, I'm going back because <laughs> Powell does whatever he wants tonight. No, this is this is important. Anawan Weathersfield has won the last 14 Lincoln Trail games at home. That's so, important. So when you're if you're an LTC team who has to go to Anawan Weathersfield, that is not an easy that is not an easy assignment. When you go to Anawan or Weathersfield, yeah, because the game tonight in is Anawan. Yeah.
2: Um, I wanted to go to. Ridgewood. Big win for Ridgewood because historically Stark County is one of the teams to beat in the 3 in the Lincoln Trail. And you have to go on the road to Stark County. That's not an easy place to go and get a W. And for a Ridgewood program that is historically looking up at Stark County,
1: that's a big win. First time they've ever won at Stark County.
2: There you go. See? Shout out to my buddy Bruce. We were Getting just talking done. about it. Yeah. Got to like him. Um, he's got that program in the right, he, in the right he direction. He told
3: me over the summer that this was going to be a really good football team. I kind of joked with him a little bit. I'm like, okay, whatever, Bruce. But he's, no, he wasn't lying. They are a good football team.
0: Yeah, and um, also in the LTC, West Central, congratulations to Jason Kirby and what they're doing. They win. They're now 3-1 and on the season. They win at mid-county, so West Central doing some good things. Um, congratulations
2: to them! In dominating fashion, twenty-six nothing. Mm-hmm. 28, yeah, yeah. And twenty-eight was, nothing. Was
1: it uh, you score? UniWatch watch Mid uh, County today. Mid
2: County had some uh, military appreciation night. Hello. They're wearing camouflage uniforms. West Central couldn't see them, and they still. That's scored. why. <laughs> That's what <laughs> happened. Neither <laughs> could the refs. What's the
1: What's the other game in the LTC? I'm missing. Uh, you're missing uh, Princeville. Playing a game, United team beam the 35-21, but United stay, stayed with him for most of the first half, and then rallied in the second, uh, rallied in the fourth quarter, but fell short.
0: So Anawan Weathersfield in the driver's seat, but I mean Ridgewood's right there, and it'll be an interesting matchup. I would, do you know what they play? Uh, Stockpile will find out. As he finds out, let's move across the Princeville river.
2: Princeville and Anawan Weathersfield will end up being one of the big games in the yeah, conference.
0: and and Ridgewood and and Ridgewood and as well. Ridgewood, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Week
2: six after
1: Ridgewood plays a, is on a short week because they play Mercer County on a Saturday. It's homecoming next week at Ridgewood.
0: Um, we're going to talk about the Iowa small schools, and it just so happens that the Iowa small schools, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Metcalf from the Quad City QC University comes in. Now he's acting shy, like he doesn't want to. Please rid us of Stockpile and talk to us. Oh. Don't oh. act shy. You do a great uh, job on the radio. How are, how's everyone tonight? Very good. Nice you got to talk really close into the microphone. It's like a ra- like this close. Oh, on. there he is. You were Hello. you, Hello. you Hello. were at <laughs> um, Comanche, and you were there for a while because it was an overtime game. Sure was.
4: Uh. <laughs> 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 uh, interesting game. You get uh, Comanche taking a 21-7 halftime lead, then Dewitt scoring 27 straight points to take a 34. 34- 21 lead. Oh wow! And then uh, Comanche rallying back to force overtime. I Bl- had an p- extra point block, which would have won the game in regulation. Ten turnovers com- Ooh. combined. Combined? Combined? Wow! It was, it was a rough one.
0: It was, yeah. But um, bottom line is Comanche now three and one. Three and one, one first time since 2011. Hats off to them. Fantastic stuff. So Comanche wins that game um, uh, at home. 40 to 37. There, so, there were some pr- surprising scores with some teams that suffered their first loss of the season. Mediapolis loses for the first time. Congratulations to, to and Muscatine. They go to Mediapolis and win that game 22-21. Uh, really, really good. Like, stockpile was so excited to grab the microphone back. That's so a
4: good <laughs> and, team.
0: Yeah, what did you is. say, stocking?
1: They put, put up 54 points the last two weeks, and Muscatine. Yeah. Yeah. In both so, games. Yeah. yeah, first win for LNM since 1999 in the series. They're 3-1 and one for the first time since 1999. Last time they won was at Meepo. Uh, it was in 1999 also. So oh. L&M, uh, L&M's, uh, you know, and we, at the beginning of the season, L&M struggled. They lost their opener, and then all of a sudden, just, now just, they've won 3-1. Just ribbit
0: from him. He'll never stop talking.
4: That district is wide open. When you've got Tipton, Comanche, Loise Muscatine, that district is wide open, uh, especially when you got West Liberty down. Everyone's shaking their heads. Keep going. You're good. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, West Liberty down a little bit. That's a wide open district, and uh, I think lm M's got just as good a shot as Comanche or Tipton. Tipton plays Comanche uh, this next week as well.
0: So, be good stuff on that side of the river. Also, a surprise: New London loses for the first
1: time in a long time. They lose to Lone Tree, who hadn't won a game the season. I, I
0: think
3: w- that's your shocker of the that's night. That's crazy. Yeah. To me. Yeah, in
1: overtime, second straight week, the Tigers have gone to overtime. Last week, they survived triple overtime at Waco. Couldn't survive single overtime against uh, Lone Tree. So
0: I think that was the as we were on set reading scores off. That's the kind of the one that surprised us a lot. Um, Wapolo Durant was a low scoring game. Seven nothing. a uh, uh, touchdown by Keegan Head in the first quarter. So who win? Who won that game? Durant. Durant. Joe Lilienthal with an interception in that game. Really?
4: Yeah. Good old. How big is he? Three hundred forty pounds, six, yeah. six nine, six it's ten, old, six eleven. Good for him. An interception in the game.
1: That's awesome. They they knock off uh, Waplo. Freshman Nolan DeLone ran for one hundred and seventy nine yards in that game for Durant. Keegan Head scored the only touchdown of the game. We're
4: just gonna keep one up on each other here.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: go Bobby. Go Bobby. Uh, Bobby. What
1: else you
4: got? <laughs> he just
0: beat you. Yeah. No. Drop the wrong. mic, Bobby. <laughs> Stock
1: did say that earlier, so. I didn't Yeah.
2: Care. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't
0: listening to him either. <laughs> That's opposite, usual.
2: Opposite side of the river, Knoxville gets a 51-8 to win over South Fulton tonight.
1: Yeah, Knoxville's only allowed 22 points all season. And
2: Knoxville State and right. A-Town are going to the LTC.
1: I think yep. in 2020, uh, if districts don't... District play doesn't happen. Okay,
0: before we go, because this is now 45 minutes, um, we're going to go around the table. What's the biggest thing that pops out to you tonight? Both sides, whatever you want to do, whatever you, catch your eye the most, what caught your eye the most, we'll start with the... Probably the one... I mean, Greg, Greg's Greg's going to be a dad again. Congrats, so, man. Congrats. Yeah. Your yeah. wife's about ready to, like, you know, it's... Oh. So.
2: What? I don't want to hear Bobby said. No. I don't no. even care. nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Armstrong, baby number four is due in a couple weeks, yeah. so this may be my farewell to Friday Night. Until like week what? At seven,
0: you have the baby, it's done, you move on. It's number four. Trust me, I know. It's not that big a deal.
2: I'll let Becca listen and then uh, she can.
0: No one ever let Becca listen to what I just said. Uh, so what caught I'll you a with...
3: call?
2: <laughs> I got. I got to go with the game I was at and Morrison's performance. They're four and zero for the first t- stocking. You said for the first time since oh nine. Yep. Which is one? That, which is when they won a state title? You can just tell. Like, did you that just it,
0: predict that they're going to win a state title?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Maybe not there yet, but you can tell that 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 atmosphere is kind of back to where it was. You know, back. Great football the, town. Yeah, Great exactly. Football town. When it when Morrison is playing well, that's a fun place to be. in tonight, you kind of felt that again.
0: Cuff, What did you think?
3: Allman. don't you going to take
0: mine.
2: I mean,
3: you have to. Just
0: like a Moline guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just like a Moline guy. Um, Wow, impressive win for them. Again, I don't know what happened tonight on Moline's sideline or whatever, but kudos to Allman. They had the perfect game plan to go and beat Moline to end that streak. Congratulations to them. That was the most shocking thing to me tonight.
0: Silly, I know you're just catching up on stuff, but what surprised you the most?
2: Princeton. Princeton Princeton-Orient. I love that. Yeah? You know, this is a good Princeton team and that's a good Orion team. To to go there and do that, I that impresses me. I'm liking what I'm seeing from both of those teams, honestly.
4: Easton Valley 4 and
0: 0. They eight, how many points this week? They beat
2: Midland 58 to 8 tonight. Wow. Wow. So And that's another team that's kind of re- returning to a heyday when you're talking about Preston before they became Easton Valley. That's big. Davenport North going on the north. You said, you said
1: which one <laughs> Your own
0: alma mater, Riverdale, went on the road and were there two and two for the first time in whatever year. Two thousand eleven. And you turn your back on that. I didn't turn my back yes, on it. you. What's did. your diploma, say, young man?
2: Uh, it says Iowa State University. <laughs> Stocking. You have biases. I, have I mean, no I biases. love that you give us all the stats, but man, you're you're a little bit of a homer for I'm the Davenport not schools.
0: A homer. Well, um, uh, they do pay my salary, so... I'll say Allman sure. obviously, and I'll echo what Cuff said. That's Speaking just, of Homer... Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> well, you know, I haven't yeah. been able to be a Homer all year, so I will gladly be a Homer. That was a, a fantastic win for the Pioneers, and don't worry, Moline uh, fans and, and Moline football will just be fine. They'll, they'll, they'll be, they'll be A-OK as the uh, Western Big 6 moves on. Um, with all that being said, um, 30-minute podcast turned into a 50-minute podcast. <laughs> Well it was done, kids. Worth it. Uh, yeah. We'll be uh, podcasting this week, probably Monday or Tuesday, talking about week five of the high school football season. So after next week, we'll be over halfway through the high school football
3: season, regular and season. Teams are going to be playoff eligible after next yeah. week. And we'll teams are
1: going to be playoff eliminated also if they're zero four. So it always bring always, always negative. negative, always oh. negative. Nancy. No, but there are going to be teams eligible and there are going to be teams eliminated. That's the way the cookie crumbles. What kind of what kind what kind
2: of cookie? Uh, chocolate chip,
1: okay. probably.
2: I'm just hoping that you guys can like you know just ins can just survive keep tweeting bad. at me. Just no, draw, no, not that. No, we'll no, survive, just Greg. just tweet at me nonstop. Just hold can Continually
0: dry. tweet me. Can we can we just just clarify? Greg's not dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. I mean, he'll be back eventually. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Becca, back. Back we need him back. I know you're listening to this. So, um, so yeah, um, great week of high school football. Of course, the score next week as well. We'll do a podcast throughout the week. Um, Stackpile, you don't get to tell me goodbye because you disobeyed tonight. <laughs> See <Bye. you> everybody. <laughs>